Hello, and welcome back to the OCP, the original Copycats podcast. It is Friday. It is nine sleeps, nine sleeps to go. That is mental. Where has the year gone? It is Friday, end of the week. The weekend is finally nearly here. I don't know what I'm saying. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes because I have been having... Well, I've been having fun doing these. I'm not going to lie. It has been a little bit stressful uh, because it's a rush. Uh, wrong time of the year to do it, really. But I've been having some good feedback, so that's the main thing. And I really appreciate everybody giving me some love and uh, give me some kind words in, in regards to these episodes. So thanks. Thanks to those who have been nice. Um, if you care, I've, I've finally bought some presents. <laughs> I, I'm surprised, to be honest. I thought I'd be way behind, but I'm getting there. And I got my tyres changed. So, <laughs> without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Um, you'll lad number five. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> You rush out of bed. The noise came from downstairs and you just know it's another one of those fucking idiots again, making a mess somewhere. Why does this keep happening to you? Why does it have to keep happening downstairs? It's literally just as I get comfortable, you think to yourself as you run down the stairs. As you reach the hallway, you say in a loud, clear voice, Right, who is it now then? But just as you finish, you notice your parents staring at you from the kitchen. What's that, love? They ask with a confused look on their face. You hesitate for a moment, looking around the room for any sign of one of those weird creatures. You spot a pot on the floor, the contents spilt in a big orange puddle. God knows what they were cooking. Oh, uh, it's, it's nothing. Uh, don't worry, you say, feeling befuddled. You look at the contents of the spilt pot. Oh, that was me, said your dad. Butterfingers. <laughs> you stand there for a moment, not entirely convinced of the innocence of the scene. Any minute now you expected an ogre-esque creature to come bounding out from behind something and start licking your mum. Oh, God, that's... That's not what I meant. Like, <laughs> I meant, like, spoon licker. I should proofread this. Um, so after another quick glance around the room, you depart back upstairs, feeling awfully tired after a long day and a lack of consistent sleep for the past few nights. You slump back onto your bed and take a look out of the window. The farm was quiet save for the clumsiness of your father. The grounds outside were still and there was no wind whatsoever. A cat trotted along the snow-covered ground. It appeared to be a little larger than a usual house cat. It was closer to the size of a dog. A little disconcerting. What on earth were its owners feeding it? You lay back into your bed and let your head sink into your soft pillow. You could feel your eyes drifting into a light sleep. Maybe just a quick nap before supper you think to yourself. Some time passes. 
You aren't sure how much, but you can be sure it wasn't long, as once again you hear your father drop the pot downstairs. But a few moments later, you notice him do it again. Now, as far as the skill of holding pots went, your father wasn't winning any awards. However, you've never known him to be this bad. And in such close succession, you open your eyes. Maybe it was best you went to help, to hold the pan while he stirred. You head out of your room and back down the stairs. It was a lot darker now in the hallway, and you figured that your parents were just trying to save money where they could. But when you turned the corner to enter the kitchen, the lights were off there too. Surely they weren't cooking in the dark. You check your watch. Five minutes to midnight. What? How? You only just went upstairs. Had you really slept for that long? Apparently so. But if that's the case, and it wasn't your father making all of that noise, then that must mean... Oh, no, not again. It's not that sodding pot knob again, is it? You turn on the kitchen light to reveal a large splatter of orange liquid, the remains of your supper which you had missed. Around it were several pots. There was a smeared orange streak leading from the puddle to around the corner of the kitchen unit, almost like someone had dragged a body from a pool of blood. You follow the trail and straight away are met with a large pointy-hatted creature. You sigh. At this point, you've seen it all. Nothing could surprise you, especially considering the creature grabbed the nearest pot and began to scrape the leftover food from its interior. Clearly, your parents hadn't done the washing up. Amateurs. Right, come on, out. I've had it with this BS. All I want is a good night's sleep, and here I am with pot scraper, spoon liquor, and milk face, or whatever his name was, and I've had enough. Get out. You grab him by the shoulder and lead him out into the back garden. Go and find someone else to annoy, you say as you close the door. You watch as he looks at the pot, which was still in his hand. Then he shuffles off into the bushes. As you turn around to leave the kitchen, you bump into the tall figure of your mother. Care to explain yourself? She says, pointing at the mess all around. I'm not sure you'd believe me even if I tried, you say. Now that messy guy was Pot Scraper, and I know what you're thinking, because I thought it too. Isn't he just a copy of Stubby? Yes, except this one isn't short. So because of that, I also made reference to another Icelandic folklore creature as a little bonus for you. The Yule Cat. The Yule Cat was the pet of Grilla and her husband. Uh, not the one she ate. This is in a different version of events. Like, think something similar to, like, the Marvel multiverse. That, that sort of thing. Um, so it's a cat, if you hadn't already guessed. It patrols the snowy wilderness of Iceland and feasts on children. However, this isn't just any normal murderous cat. <laughs> oh, no. This one will only eat you if you haven't received an item of clothing for Christmas. Now... 
just want to say, I'm not entirely sure how this works because you're only really going to run into him on the lead up to Christmas, not afterwards. So unless he's constantly around and it's on about the Christmas from the previous year, I don't know because I've not found anything that clears that up. So if you know, let me know. The origin of the Yule Cat was to make woolen mill workers in Iceland finish their work before the end of their shift. Otherwise, the kids will get eaten, which obviously isn't good. I'm sure this made the children thankful for a pair of socks and not a PS5. I know I would be. So the Yule Cat as we know it today came from a book in 1932 entitled Jolin Comma. I might be saying that wrong. Which translates to Christmas is Coming which sounds to me like a rather festive Ned Stark. <laughs> so make sure you're grateful for the knitted jumper that your nan gives you this Christmas, otherwise it might not turn out so well for you. So that was the fifth Yule Lad and their pet cat, the Yule Cat. <laughs> Say what you like about these guys, but their naming process is genius. So let me know if you've enjoyed this episode by leaving us a six-star review on Spotify. And with that, join me tomorrow for the sixth Yule Lad. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. It only seems like yesterday that it was eight. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I hope you've been... been <sighs> you look at the contents of the spilt pan. Oh, no, it's a part in it. It was closer to the size of a dog. A little... Could, oh. Right. Out. Come on. I've had enough of this BS. All I want to do is have a nut... No. You aren't sure how much, but you can be sure it wasn't long, as once again you hear your father drop the pot. Fucking pot, pot. There was a smeared orange streak leading from the puddle. Puddle? Hmm. <laughs> you led back into your bed and let your head sink into your soft pillow. Good. F- Fuck me.